Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey everyone, Jeremiah here. Welcome to another episode of Board Games Daily. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate that. This is episode 161, if you can believe that. Lots of episodes here for you to listen to for your board gaming chatting and conversation and content enjoyment. Want to remind you that we are now live on Patreon. Head over to theologyofgames.com slash Patreon. And you can find out what you can do to be a part of what we are doing here at Board Games Daily and, of course, at theologyofgames.com at large. (laughs) So check that out. We've got actually some very, very cool rewards that you can get for pretty inexpensive. You can, if you just want to chip in, you can get in for as little as a dollar a month. We really appreciate your support. Thank you so much. Also, if you want to find out more about us, you can always just hit theologyofgames.com. Find us all, find all the social links out there. There's just tons of that out there going on. So we are on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and uh, we are pretty active all the time. So hit us up. Let us know what you think of the show. We'd love that. And uh, today it's it's a combo episode of what did you play Monday? And of course, topic Tuesday is coming up. So we'll be talking about those things. Plus I've got a first impression review of Hana Mikoji. Stay tuned for that, which is very, very cool. And we've got that and much, much more here on board games daily. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's jump into this episode. I'm Jeremiah Isley. Let's get at it. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games Daily, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ Skifstad with my What Would What Did You Play segment. And we talked uh, What Will You Play Friday last week. I had some hopes for Castles of Burgundy with a couple of my friends who were coming over on Thursday, actually. We didn't get that to the table. We actually got quite a few games to the table, but that was not one of them. Uh, we played Isle of Sky, which is a Mayfair games um, game, and it is a tile placement game with... Uh, variation on scoring. Um, it's got terrain types and different, again, different scoring mechanisms. It's got bidding. It's got setting prices uh, to, to pay other players. It's, it's good. It's good. It's got a lot of different stuff going on. Uh, and it's got this kind of Scottish theme in Isle of Sky. Really, really, really enjoy that game. And I was really thrilled to get that one to the table. We also played, uh, let's see here. We played High Society, which I've been absolutely loving on that game. Um, I've talked about it in a, a couple segments ago. So if you haven't found out or heard about High Society yet, it's an old game with a new look by Osprey Games. Look back at one of our older segments to uh, hear about that. We played some Crokinole, as always. I'm always getting Crokinole to the table. And we played one other. Oh, we played Seven Wonders, the original game. We hadn't played it for so long. We were like, hey, let's just play that and uh, have a little blast from the past. I had actually played it probably about four months ago uh, with a couple other buddies, but they had not played it in a while, and so we played it. I love Seven Wonders. It's still a very solid game. Not my favorite game, 
very solid game, and I was glad we got it to the table. But as Jeremiah said, last night we played a ton of games. Everything that he mentioned was awesome. Absolutely love the new Orleans expansion. It's not new, but it's it's been out for a while now. Adding that different town hall area where you can get different rewards when you place a worker in the town hall rather than just gold is fantastic. It just amps up the game a little bit more. There's different gifts that you can get there for going. And uh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. We didn't play with any of the new cards, which are different scoring variants. We didn't play with any of the new event tiles, which obviously you just shuffle those in with the old event tiles and see what happens. But uh, we did play with the new buildings that you could, could build, and that added some, some fun to the game, picking from those three new buildings. But that was it. It was really, really good. And then finally, we played Legends of Andor. Uh, I think it's called Journey to the North. It's the second boxed edition of the game. And this was the first game we played before Jeremiah arrived last night. We had played the first campaign of this three times and got our butts handed to us. Either we're really bad gamers or the game was just really well balanced where we were getting close every time but could not win. Finally, we won last night, and we there was much rejoicing, yay, when we defeated the uh, sea giant at the end of Legends of Andor, the first, uh, it's called uh, Legend 7, is what it was in, in the second box. So we had a great time playing that, we're ready to go on to the next edition, but, or the next quest, but we want to hear what you've been playing, so make sure to chime in, because we love hearing what you guys are up to. That's it for now, check you later. Hey guys, Jeremiah here, and I've got my What Did You Play segment right now. And what did I play? I played a lot. So I know we're a date late getting this uh, segment going and this episode going, but it was worth it because AJ had a game night last night and I attended and we played some pretty awesome games, including Orleans with the trade expansion so we had a different town hall board and some new buildings and things like that going on i also got to play star star realms frontiers yeah so there's that really cool uh co-op mode that we played there's a lot going on with that box let me just tell you there's new cards the the entire trade deck is new there's all the different modes for playing co-op but you can also just play regular star realms with entirely new cards very very cool and then of course played hanamakoji which we've been talking about quite a bit here on the show and that game is fantastic also played uh, a game of that's not lemonade escape the curse of the temple and of course we got in some I just blanked on it. <laughs> of course we played it. Anyway, oh, we played Dungeon Raiders. That's what it was. The new edition of Dungeon Raiders, which I actually got to introduce to two new people last night. And that was really fun. They enjoyed it. And uh, we just, we had a really fun time with that one. I lost, I had the most gold, but I also had the most wounds. So I would have won had I been able to heal one more time. But regardless had a great time with that really fun game and that's what i played what did you play let us know use the voice message feature if you're listening on anchor or just tweet at us at board games daily at theology of games or email us theology of games at gmail.com or I, I think that's it anyway let us know what you've been playing we'd love to talk about it we'll see you with more coming up soon 
This one is fresh off the game table. It's time for more board game buzz as Board Games Daily gives you a first impression of the latest games to hit our tables. Hey everyone, Jeremiah back here again. I've got a first impression for you. Now, I, I talked about this in a previous episode, a few episodes back, whatever it was. Um, talked about Hanamakoji. Now, this is a game that was originally released uh, over in Asia by Emperor S4. And Deepwater Games has, is this company that's kind of sprouted up literally in the last year. And they've got uh, they're going to have nine titles and most of what they're doing is they're bringing over these great games that were designed in Asia and mostly in Taiwan and they're bringing them to the North American market. And this is one of them. It's Hanamakoji. It's a two player game. Here's basically the, the game. Uh, it takes place in like the Geisha district of uh, Kyoto and there are seven Geishas and you're trying to win the favor of the majority of them, right? So there's little tokens that sit on these cards. They're, they're large cards for the geishas. There's a deck of cards. And you get dealt six cards from the deck. And you have four actions that you can possibly take. Each player has these four actions. One is to hide a card and then score it later. One is to uh, just discard two cards to take them out of the round. One of them is to select three cards out of your hand, place them face up, and then your opponent gets to pick one of those cards to play on their side, and then you play the other two. The other is you pick two pairs of cards. They don't have to be a pair pair, but you just pick two sets of two cards, and then your opponent picks two of those cards and plays them on their side and you play them on your side. The whole goal is to have all these cards have a numeric a number on them that matches with the, a geisha. Um, and the whole goal is to have more of those cards on your side and then you win the favor at the end of the round. If you win the favor of four, uh, four uh, geishas or if you have... 11 points of favor or whatever because they each have a numeric value on them then you win the game if not you scoop up all the cards shuffle them up do it all again this game i just taught you the game it's super super easy to learn it's super elegant the design is amazing the artwork is amazing i absolutely love this game um i've played it a few times already and it's just I can't believe how cool it is. And the, every time I've played it, I'm like, oh, there's a little twist to a strategy. Like I actually forced uh, forced a win. I forced my opponent to, to basically pick which way I wanted him to be defeated. Like it was just, there's just really cool things that you can do with you when you manipulate these actions and all these things that are happening. Very, very fun game. I really, really enjoyed it. I think um, I think it's just going to get better with play. We're going to do a full written review of it on the site on Theology of Games. Uh, and I'll be doing a more detailed review of it as I get some more plays in over on That's How I Roll. Um, but check it out. It's going to be at Gen Con. If you're going to Gen Con, Hanamakoji by Deepwater Games. Uh, it's it's fantastic so check it out uh and that's my first impression take we'll be back with more here on board games daily stay tuned
You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. Okay, everybody, it's Topic Tuesday. So today's topic is is game expansions. All right, so here's the thing. I think that there are some publishers out there and some game designers out there that have a wildly popular game or just have more success with a game than they expected. And then they turn around and they go, we have to expand this. This is great. We have to cash in on this thing that's doing really well for us. And I get that. I, you know, try running a small business. It's not easy. If there's a way that you can get revenue and get profits and continue to do what you're doing, you should do that. Totally on board with that line of thinking. Now, the question is, though, what expansions are really needed? Like, where where does that line get drawn for you? So last night, like I said, we played uh, we played the the trade and intrigue expansion for Orleans. Now it's cool because it's more that one's more modular. Like you can just kind of add things in and it adds variance. It doesn't really expand the game a whole lot per se, but it was great because it was a little bit different game still felt completely the same. I still love Orleans. It's amazing, right? Uh, but there were some different things going on with how you interacted with your town hall board and some different rewards for doing things like that. So it was just a really cool, nice twist on what was already there. Also, we played Star Realms Frontiers, which this is a, another question of this topic is is that an expansion is that just a new version an addition uh where does that fit because it's entirely new cards it plays exactly the same you can play the game the same way but it also has these solo and co-op mission type things you can do i don't know it's kind of a weird thing but that's the topic for this week chime in using the voice message feature here on anchor or just tweet at us at Board Games Daily at Theology of Games. And of course, you can email us theologyofgames at gmail.com. So let me know what you think about Topic Tuesday. We're talking board game expansions. Which ones are necessary? Which ones aren't? What makes a good one? What makes a bad one? In your opinion, I think it's subjective completely. But I want to have this conversation. So let me know what you think. And we'll continue that conversation here as the week goes on on Board Games Daily. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games Daily, powered by Theology of Games. Today we are talking about some of our favorite expansions. Um, I'm going to talk about an expansion that I absolutely love. I rarely play the game without this expansion. And it's for a game that I absolutely love as well which is called Defenders of the Realm. I talk about Defenders of the Realm all the time because it is my favorite co-op. Uh, well, that, next to Lord of the Rings, the, the living card game. But I do love Defenders of the Realm. And this game has an expansion for it called the Dragon Expansion. Now, typically in Defender of the Realm, there's four generals that are going to be marching upon Monarch City. And if any of them reaches Monarch City, City the game is over. 
If any of all of their minions are deployed and there's a point where you can't play one of their minions out on the board, you are defeated. If you ever put out all the dark crystals or whatever onto the board, you're defeated out of the, out of the 12 dark crystals. Uh, there's a couple other lose conditions as well, but the one win condition is you've got to defeat the four monsters or the four generals that are marching on Monarch City. So the dragon expansion, what does it add? Well, it takes the base game and it says, okay, you've had a good time with these generals. You've been able to beat them. You've kind of been able to figure them out. Um, other than the luck of cards that make the luck or unluckiness of cards that come out, um, you're going to beat this game if you know how to play it. And so you've done that. Let's give you some more generals. We're going to give you three more dragon generals. They're going to have some dragon minions that come along with them. Their minions are going to be tougher, harder to beat. The dragons themselves are going to be tougher and harder to beat. And that's Caroline chiming in because she knows that these dragons are tough. But you're going to have all these different extra things going on. And you can choose to play with some dragons. You can choose to play with some of their minions. You can choose to play with what's called the agents of the Dark Lord, which are the dragons. But they're not necessarily generals, but they're just going to wreak havoc during the game. Um, and you can play that with the base generals. You can mix and match so many different things in this expansion, and I absolutely love it. I never, ever play the base game anymore. I always add a dragon, at least one dragon, uh, to what's already going on on the board. I love this expansion. It's got a bunch of other stuff going on. There's, there's some new events that you can play. There's some new special hero cards that you can play. This is one of my favorite expansions. I've got plenty more expansions that I adore, but this is the one I think I like the most. Defenders of the Realm, the Dragon Expansion. Check it out and check you later. All right, that's all we've got for today here on Board Games Daily. Thank you so much for stopping by and giving us a listen. If you want to get in on the conversation, of course, use the Anchor app, use the voice message feature. You will hear yourself on our show. It's amazing. Let us know what you think about today's topic, board game expansions, what makes a good one, what makes a bad one. It's all subjective, I suppose. Let us know what you played this weekend so we can chat about that with you. And also, uh, hey, did you play Hana Makoji? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know how awesome it is? Do you agree with me on how awesome it is? Let us know. Sound off. Of course, like I said, you can do that via the Anchor app, or you can just hit us up on social media at Theology of Games or on Twitter at Board Games Daily. Now, if you have three seconds of your time or maybe there might be a few more seconds if you wouldn't mind clicking subscribe giving us a rating or review on whatever platform you're listening on whatever your device you're listening to we would so so greatly appreciate that that helps us out so so much if you really want to be a part of what's going on of course you can head over to theologyofgames.com slash patreon and you can become a patron and climb on board with us as we ride this crazy theology of games train through crazy town station. I, I don't know. Anyway, thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it for my good friends, AJ Skifstad, Scott Firestone. I'm Jeremiah Isley, and we will see you tomorrow with more board games daily. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. 
If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.